Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Arthur. And I'm Donovan. And we're here this week to answer your relationship questions as we are here every week. Uh, but first, I have a question for you. Dono, how the fuck are you, man? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well, man. The fucking three days of rain here that flooded the backyard, uh, that's over, so that's nice. Excellent. And uh yeah. And Picky's calming down right now. She's been attacking the blinds all day and she's decided to take a hiatus on that for the benefit of you, the listener. Good time. And we're all so thankful to her. Big fan of that. Oh yeah. How, how are you doing? Doing okay. I've been uh I'm house sitting for my sister. Uh, taking care of her her dog and her cat. The dog is a corgi named Honey, and she's an asshole. And <laughs> like she's got like food aggression and shit. Like I feed her in the morning, and then I try to walk past her to get to the living room, and she fucking growls at me. She's like, oh gosh! Stay the fuck away from my food. I'm like, fucking calm down. I don't want your kibble. You can have <laughs> your kibble. Shit. And uh, she has a a very fat cat, and his name is Mister Cheesecake. <laughs> Mr. Cheesecake. He's such a good boy. That's such a good name for a chunky cat. I oh yeah. That. He's a fucking great dude. Like uh he comes and snuggles with me in the bed when it's time to go to sleep. And he has the most aggressive meow. He's like, Meow It's fucking excellent. He just yells <laughs> at me. It's great. They got important shit to say, my dude. They do. Very, very important things to say. My sister used to call that a feud when the dog would get pissed about her interrupting uh, him eating. Mm. I've talked about cubbins on here, like big ass, half German <clears throat> Shepherd, half Collie, fucking gimpy paw, missing eye dog, mm-hmm. crazy looking dog. He's a big sweetie, but he's eating, and he goes over to try to pet him, and he's like, <laughs> and then she's she for fucking months insisted that she was feuding with him. <laughs> <laughs> like this was some long running thing. I'm like, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he was just salty that you were getting near his dehydrated meat nuggets or whatever the hell dogs <laughs> eat. And uh, I think they have resolved since then. So that that's always good to hear. Get some dog diplomacy going. Man, I could really go for some dehydrated meat nuggets right now. There you go. Let, let's start fucking munching on those uh, while we get into these questions. <laughs> yeah. How's that sound? Sounds fucking excellent. The, the questions are the dehydrated meat nuggets, Arthur. <laughs> and our answers are the the chomping maw. Let's let's take a bite out of relationship crime. Um, this one's <laughs> this one's not much of a question, but I found it and I wanted to share it with everybody. The title is "Only Ejaculate to My Wife." It says uh, so. I don't have a question necessarily, but does anybody else only ejaculate to their significant other when masturbating? No matter what porn I watch, as soon as I'm about to finish. I always pull up either a picture or a video of my wife, and it's always the best orgasm I can possibly have. Is anybody else like this? I guess I'm just curious because I've talked to a few buddies about this and none of them do this. Am I just a weirdo? I don't know. I just think my wife is the most gorgeous woman on the planet and nothing gets me turned on like her. And that was posted by I Know Nothing underscore 666. Alright, that's... That's fucking adorable. It's really that's, cute. That's pretty sweet, man. That's a good place to be in a relationship. Uh, I can't say I have this full on, but I, I'm actually kind of similar. Like when I'm seriously dating somebody, I like pretty much lose interest in porn. Mm. I'm not like the biggest porn person in general, uh, but it definitely drops off to almost nothing. And mm. it, I don't know. It's kind of a similar situation. Just like when I'm really into somebody, I don't know. It just Maybe not necessarily feels weird. I just, I just kind of lose the interest. You know what I mean? Huh. Yeah, I can feel that. 
I have that usually at the beginning of a relationship when things are just getting going. I uh, only I'm kind of a one track mind there, but I don't know. I I go back to my old habits. <laughs> Some time goes by and you got to get back into the balloons. <laughs> yep, I'm I'm a lunar. You knew it. Confirmed, confirmed lunar. <laughs> but I don't. Yes, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's weird. That's definitely a sign of a of a good relationship there. Uh, Strong bond. Yeah, I, th- I think your only, maybe your only potential issue here, is if you start talking about this, right? Like if you tell your wife this because it's kind of sweet, mm-hmm. and then time goes on and you end up watching porn again, and she sees that could be kind of a potential fucking conflict there because then it's like you know i thought i thought you only like masturbated thinking about me like is something wrong going on here oh this might be like a little bit of a stretch but i just i don't know you got to be a little careful on on setting that potential situation up this feels uh, a little uh bullshitty to me because he does says that he's he's watching porn and then as soon as he's about to finish pulls up a picture or video of his wife it's like it's (laughs) like the um like I've heard countless stories about this about like uh dudes who are closeted and trying not to be gay, but they totally are. So they'll watch like gay porn right up until it's time and then they fucking <laughs> switch over. <laughs> it's like And that oh, doesn't count. Yeah, for it didn't some count. Reason? Didn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I didn't notice that until I until I just went back and, and, and read this again. That's fucking true, dude. Also, like what? Do you just have like a holster of like nudes of your wife? And like right at that last moment, you're just you've just gotten that muscle memory down that you could pop that picture up real quick, and then it doesn't count. <laughs> I got I, I got know. three clicks till I get to my to my folder that fills that role. Damn son! All right, <laughs> maybe, maybe he does have a setup like that, just yeah. like a fucking quick hotkey. Then you got to be careful about somebody using your computer because they're trying to fucking. You know, control T, open a new tab, and then all of a sudden it's your wife's bush. <laughs> control taint. Yeah, there we go. That's a good nickname for it. <laughs> Terrible. So I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much advice there is to give here. No. Uh, but, you know, besides that potentially paranoid scenario, I don't, this, is, this is a good sign. You're attracted to your wife. That's healthy and good, and I, I think a sign of a good relationship. Face the music zero one six says this is so sweet. If my BF did that, I'd fucking lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, good good times. I know nothing. I, I, I fucking hope it continues that way, and you uh, don't fall back into your your old habits. <laughs> fucking about to come for Pornhub search. Fucking balloon popping filled with grapefruit juice. Wow. You got to be careful if you're on an SSRI around those uh, grapefruit <laughs> grapefruit juice filled board yeah, around that around that particular fucking subculture fetish. All right, no more grapefruit juice. Good, good on you for loving your wife. Well, hey, uh, interesting time in the question this week. Question box this week, Arthur. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, we, uh, I don't really have our standard questions, but a friend of mine posted a bunch of kind of fucking funny little quips and questions. So I thought we'd read a couple of those. Some of them are uh, almost riddles. Some of them are. So we, we picked out a couple. I will say before we get into this, uh, 
This is our question box. If you're a new listener, if you have forgotten, we've got our anonymous question box, which you can find on our social media. Uh, it's in the Instagram bio or on our website. There's a tab that says submit your question. And uh, basically, you follow that link. There's a text box. Put in your question. Send it in. You don't need an account. It's anonymous. And uh, we'll read it on the show and respond, even if it's something like this. Mm-hmm. So, Arthur, if you could replace all the grass in the world with something else, what would it be? Weed. Just just fields just of fucking weed. everywhere, just on everyone's lawn, just cannabis. I, I would get I would get sick of that. Like you're just trying to fucking <laughs> hang out in the backyard and throw the old pig skin and you just, just got fucking dank nugs sticking to your leg hair. <laughs> the smell would be incredible. Yeah, that 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 sounds like a fucking uh, what do you call it? When like something is very good, but it ends up being a curse. Midas touch kind of yeah, situation. Yeah. Dankus touch. Dankus. <laughs> yeah. It's good times though. It just seems a little impractical. Or like you're mowing the lawn and you're just chomping <laughs> up all this dank dank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I, I like that though. I think, uh, I think, you know those moon mats? You ever seen those? Mmm. I think I know what you're talking about. They're kind of like a, like a springy foam. Yeah, that's the, it's, they make these mats with the leftover foam from earplugs, I think it is. There's mm. kind of holes where the earplugs came out. And they're just like this good, squishy material. They're fucking wonderful to like lay down on or step on. Mm. And uh, I hate grass. I, yeah. I fucking hate it. I'm super... I don't know if allergic is the right word, but like if I walk barefoot through a yard, like my feet just go to hell. Everything gets itchy. Mm. And uh, with a moon mat, you don't you don't have that situation. That's you know, true. might have to worry about the potential of like stepping on the moon mat, and then there's just like a fucking snail in one of the holes, or like <laughs> worms are wriggling out. That's pretty fucking gross. Uh, but if we could avoid that, that'd be pretty cool. I like okay. that idea. Okay. All right. Hey, I got one. I got one here for you. If glass blowers inhale, do they get a pain in the stomach? Uh, <laughs> that's not even a question. It's not a question. <laughs> that's one of those ones that's like a riddle. Yeah. An anonymous riddle box. Just fucking <laughs> submit your riddles and fucking puns into here. And uh, yeah, our, our show will just turn into us reading your jokes. That one fucking rules. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. I like that. Uh, there was there was one other one in here. Oh, uh, so if animals could talk, which would be the rudest, and which would be the most polite? Hmm. Rudest animal. I'm thinking that's got to be like a a bird of some sort, because definitely, definitely bird. Like, like a goose. Yeah, geese. Geese would be the rudest. Oh, fucking. Fucking accurate, yeah. Their only tone of voice is like fucking screaming for a manager. <laughs> I think, and I think sloths would be very polite. Uh, yeah, I, I think so too. They're like your kind of your fucking friendly buddy. Smokes a little bit too much weed, but mm-hmm. he's just kind of down to earth and not obnoxious about it. He's a yeah. little slow to respond and forgetful, but he means well, and mm-hmm. he's just kind of a sweet guy. I feel that. Yeah. I was, I was taking this to home, man. I think fucking picky, unfed. Like, if she hasn't been fed in the last 30 minutes, mm-hmm. she's rude as fuck. Yeah, yeah. You got the screaming meows and the attempting to put her paw in my mouth when I'm sleeping. That's pretty rude. 
But then most polite is when she's eating her cat dinner and then she comes rumbling, curling up on the bed and you get to scratch her little catty ears. That's, that's pretty polite. Yeah. I dig that. I do want to read this last one here just because it's so fucking strange and conceptual. If you die and find out that everyone gets to choose a 12 foot by 12 foot square to stay in alone for eternity without being able to influence or contact the living world, what 12 foot by 12 foot square would you choose? <laughs> Shit, man. How how big is an apartment? Like, can I, cause you just, I need my basic needs, right? I feel yeah. like that's going to be the main question, but you're dead, the Toilet. but you're dead. So your needs, oh. I don't think you have those. Oh shit! I miss I misunderstood that. All right. Uh, I need some books. Yep. Uh, I need some video games. Can I like death Skype my dead friends? Can we record the <laughs> podcast from the fucking Twilight Zone here? I like that. I'd like that very much. Yeah, it's just a podcast studio, uh, with a fucking video call over to Arthur's death box, mm-hmm. and then uh, we got some video games. Uh, maybe picky. That doesn't count as a human. I'm going to say she can she can hang out in there, too. She can too. come, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, just like a whole fucking stack of snooze and uh, beer and uh, skinny pop popcorn, which I've been eating a disgusting amount of recently, even though it's not very good. Yeah. That that defeats the purpose of the skinny pop if you eat it in, in absurd quantities. Yeah. That's kind of a fucking misnomer, my dude. <laughs> I only eat fatty pop. <laughs> Fatty pop, extra butter, um, high salinity. There we go. Yeah, the kernels instead of water filled with lard, and they just pop yeah. into like oh. just a fucking fried up bit of lard. There's, there's a grease sauce within the bag. Mm-hmm. Grease. Maybe like a little packet of uh, what? Do they, what do they fucking call this? Uh, Oh, it's not meal replacement. There's like the mass gainer. That's what they call it. It's like the protein powder that has like a thousand calories when you're really trying to bulk up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw some of that in there too. That could be the seasoning. Mass gainer. Good, good, good fucking times. I think mine would well, be uh, my post-college uh, apartment. Yeah. My little, I had a, like a efficiency one bed, like a one room situation. And that was about 12 feet by 12 feet. I I like that. I like the I like the smaller apartment. I don't know. You know, it's easier to fucking clean. Yeah, I, something quaint about everything just being kind of in this compact space. I, I'm into that. It yeah. doesn't bother me. Totally. So yeah, that's the, right. that's the question box. There's a few more in here. We might just like fucking post them on Facebook if anyone's interested. There, but pop into them in another episode. But uh, thank you, anonymous friend, for these. Uh, Anonymous questions, riddles, jokes, puns. It's it's unclear, but thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right, uh, let's hop into this next one. I'm in. Uh, I am 22. Opened an unsolicited dirty pick in front of my girlfriend, F22, <laughs> fighter jet. Last night, my girlfriend and I went on an impromptu movie date. Afterwards, we were sitting in my car talking when I got a Snapchat. I open it in front of her, expecting something mundane. Instead, I was greeting, greeted with a photo of a girl in her bra with the caption, Hey, what's up? Uh, this girl had been messaging me on Snapchat for a couple weeks now, just chat messages like, what's up? I haven't been responding, but I thought blocking her would be rude. After her stunt last night, I immediately blocked her and messaged her boyfriend about what just happened. 
My girlfriend is understandably upset about the whole thing. She has been cheated on in the past, and if I was in her shoes, I'd be really fucking suspicious. I would really appreciate any advice y'all have. TLDR opened an unsolicited dirty pick in front of my GF, and that was posted by Locke with an E underscore five. Wow. So why didn't why didn't you block her? Because like you're not responding, and that's rude too. Like you're extending you know courtesies to this fucking internet stranger who's gonna try to wreck your home on accident. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. I, I, I'm i split. Well, part of me is like, okay, this guy is, you know, that's what he's fucking telling himself, but he also kind of likes the attention, and he just yeah. kind of wants to see where it goes. Uh, but I don't know, man. It could, it could also just be he's just trying to let this thing kind of pass by. He, what he's, He messages the boyfriend, so maybe he's friends with these people, and yeah. he's trying not to make it weird, which is like the wrong way to handle this. Yeah. But that is also, like, thoughtlessness here could be kind of an innocent explanation. That's true. Uh, But I'm pretty suspicious of people Mm -hmm. uh, in these questions. So, yeah, he should have fucking blocked her. That is is very suspicious. Yeah. I'm I'm a little weirded. Uh, I don't know. Like, what courtesy do you owe to, like, a casual acquaintance on the internet? Like, because I unfollow most every, like, I'll, you know, you friend me on Facebook. I'll accept their friend request and then immediately unfollow you so I don't see your shit. <laughs> it just it just depends. We've kind of we've had this in somewhat similar situations to this. It just depends if you want to maintain a relationship with this person. Like, is this your friend or is this you know just kind of somebody you just kind of know? And if it's a friend of yours, you got to have the this is fucking uncool. What are you doing? You're dating somebody, and this is I'm, you know I'm in a relationship. This is shitty, mm-hmm. and. You know, see if you can work things out from there. If this person's just trying to fuck with you, in which case, don't be friends with them. You know, versus just this is some fucking random person you met at a party five years ago, and now they're coming in hot. You know, that that's a pretty easy decision to, to block that rather yeah. than deal with this potential fallout that you're now dealing with. I wonder if um, you were the only recipient, because I don't think you can tell on Snapchat. Oh, they, no, that that is true. That is true. There's definitely no way to know, and uh, I don't know. I, I've heard from friends or girls I'm friends with of just kind of sending sending suggestive photos to a few people just for fucking kicks. Yeah. But still, I don't know, man. Still, that you know, this person's in a relationship potentially. It's it's definitely it's sketchy. It's it's not good. Yeah. And uh, what do you th- what do you think about messaging the boyfriend though? That's like I don't know. Because maybe he already knew. I don't know. It's not a bad idea. Like, hey, your girlfriend's sending suggestive Snapchats to people. It feels a little, uh, uh, little, a little prudish, maybe. I don't know. Maybe some people, like, get off on that. And maybe they, you know. Well, I guess if it is a situation where that's already known and understood, then it's not, like, telling him he's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, we knew that. But <laughs> not not true. Yeah. So like if it is a problem for him then they get to renegotiate that boundary. Yeah. And and I think that comes down to closeness too. Uh cuz this is also something we've covered like do you kind of report do you fucking rat somebody out to their SO if it's not somebody you're close with? And I, my my read on that situation is like if I don't know that person, I'm not trying to jump into somebody else's fucking shit and get wrapped up in that. Sure. If 
they're just people I tangentially know, you know? Yeah, I feel that. So, yeah, I talk, talk to your girlfriend about this more. I guess clarify with her what the situation is. Tell her you fucking blocked her. Apologize, uh, you know, for that. And fucking, you know, reaffirm, you know, you, you know she's getting anxiety after being cheated on. And you're, you're there for her. It's not something like, this isn't something that's been going on. This came out of nowhere. And I don't know, just make make sure this isn't something that she is going to kind of keep to herself and you're not going to work it out because that could definitely start building a lot of distrust and, and bad things are going to come out of that. Absolutely. And uh, just do something nice for her. Take her at somewhere nice. Reaffirm uh, why it is that she likes you. Do something, do something good for y'all. There you go. Also a good idea. All right on. And, oh, yeah. Uh, how, uh, how about this next one? <laughs> My 24M boyfriend 25M feels the need to stand up for me and picks public fights. Nick and I have been together for about five months now, and I would really love an outsider's perspective on something that's been happening lately. I've brought it up every time it's happened, and it keeps happening, which bothers the crap out of me. But perhaps I'm somehow not seeing it the way I should. Nick has a bit of a need to, quote-unquote, defend me in public, which usually results in awkward moments or fights with strangers, largely from affronts that I genuinely believe or either imagined or taken over personally. That's a nightmare of a sentence. For example, in the supermarket today, Nick walked halfway through the store just to turn around, walk back, and force a woman to move her cart so he could get by her. And he didn't need to get by her, but apparently she had been rude to me. And he had to quote-unquote stand up for me by getting in her way and quote-unquote having the last word. This woman has indeed said excuse me earlier so I would step aside. I didn't take it as particularly rude at all, but I apparently didn't see it. Similar things have happened when someone, quote-unquote, looked at us funny at the movies, when someone was, quote, whispering about us at the coffee shop and other similar incidents. In Nick's mind, I should be grateful he stood up for me, and sure, everyone wants a partner on their side. But I'm just non-confrontational, and I really didn't feel the need to be defended in any of these situations. That said... Nick is following this argument to the logical extreme. He'll just, quote, be quiet and let people walk on me. What did I do? I'm afraid I know the long-term answer, but where is the line in standing up for your partner? TLDR, partner defends me from imaginary slights and causes odd public situations. I don't want him to, but he thinks I should be grateful he's standing up for me. And that was posted by Renewal3. Nick, my dude, simmer the fuck down. Yeah, calm it down. Uh, oh my god, because I don't know. I I get, I get the mentality a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 good to fucking you know to stand up for your partner. That's a good thing. Like if some guy is being fucking creepy at a bar, mm-hmm. or I don't know, somebody's just being a flat out asshole. But there's a certain point where you are you're just looking for shit here, right. and. That that is a not a good reflection of somebody. You gotta wonder what's going on with his either insecurity or anxiety that you know he sees somebody talking at a coffee shop and he's like, oh my god, they're talking about us. Right. I gotta I gotta go fucking start something. Because then there's also the practical issue. You know, you have to fucking deal with the fallout from this shit. Right. It, it, going out in public becomes fucking scary if you don't know if your boyfriend's gonna start some fucking shit and make a situation that didn't exist into something and like potentially put you in fucking danger. It's, it's excessive and, and there's too much potential for 
for bad shit to happen from this, no matter what his intention is. Right. I wonder how long Nick has been out of the closet. Um, Because this maybe reads like some internalized homophobia. Like maybe he's feeling some homophobia that isn't necessarily there. And he feels the need to like confront the world all the time about like, Oh, you fucking, you were rude to my boyfriend. Is it cause we're gay? Fuck you. That That's true. And I, I actually didn't, didn't notice that on, on the first th- uh, read through, this is a, this is a gay couple. I noticed yeah, it as soon as I read it. I didn't notice it when I picked the question out and then I went, Oh, M24. Uh, yeah. Two, two M's. I, but so, okay. I, that's a little bit more rational of a reason. I think, because, yeah, fuck, especially if you're kind of new to dealing with this, I, I, that makes perfect sense that you'd be on edge about things. But the, the same thing applies there is just you're, you're kind of you're inviting trouble. You're making things difficult for both of you when you're kind of it's, it's paranoia is what it is in these situations. Uh, and it, you're making things like worse than they need to be, basically. Right. And again, it's not a bad thing to stand up for your partner if somebody's doing some homophobic garbage. uh but fucking somebody looking at you funny like come on man you just you can't you can't jump on that yeah you can't fight everybody uh i think it's a matter of getting to like the root of where this is coming from with your partner and and discussing it from there because until until he understands why he's doing this there's nothing he can do about it he's just gonna keep doing it I feel that. And you gotta, you gotta get him to open up about this too. And maybe explain like why this is not such a good thing. Cause if he's just going, you know, he says, Nick here is, is taking the argument to the logical extreme that like, if he doesn't do anything, he's just letting people walk on you. You gotta, you gotta get him out of that mentality. And, and also just not in that. That's a horrible fucking communication style. If your partner brings up a concern and you're like, Oh, well, fuck, I, I guess you just want everybody to fucking walk on you all the time. And it's like that you're not even understanding where you're coming from. Like you're, you're just kind of discounting your partner's perspective there. And that's, that's not cool. No, quite uncool. Not a fan of that. Nick, get your shit together. For, for real, but definitely not unsalvageable. You know, as long as as long as you can get him to talk about this, like if this is something he refuses to compromise on, uh, you know, is just completely disregarding your concerns about this being excessive, then like that, maybe this is something this guy needs to work out on his own. Like this could be a big enough problem to end things. But you know, I, I think if you can get him talking about this, like like you said, Arthur, I, I, I don't think this is insurmountable at all. No, he just. You know, let, let him know you're all right. And if something happens that you need him for, like, you'll let him know. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. What you sipping on there, buddy? I, uh, I'm fucking boring as hell, dude. I got a big old bottle of water. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, through a, through a Brita filter, too, dude, because I'm, uh, I'm fancy. Fancy boy. Brita filter has not been changed in about six months, but uh, that's that's irrelevant. <laughs> Still kind of works, I guess. <laughs> Maybe longer than that. I, I don't know. At a certain point, I'm just drinking water, like tap water that I put in the fridge. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm fucking. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the illusion of of filtration. So, uh, yeah, Nick's got to get uh his shit together, figure out where everything's coming from. I think you can help him do that, and everything might be fine. There you go. Yeah, this this is definitely work throughable, able to be worked 
through what there's a strange there's a set of fucking words there that means that I was trying to say <laughs> uh, but I can't figure it out right now <laughs> I think if you keep trying you'll find it uh I don't want to subject the listener to that cuz <laughs> uh hey my uh my husband made me sleep on the couch because I wouldn't give him a blowjob Jesus oh, I fucking I know uh, a little backstory I told him I would that night, but when I prioritized lesson planning, I'm a teacher, and I ended up working until midnight, I just couldn't bring myself to because I was exhausted. He called me a liar and told me to sleep somewhere else. Now, I've always hated giving BJs. He wants me to give them with nothing in return. I know I should feel like it's enough to just make him happy, but I feel like I'm being used. There's no emotion behind it with him. All he does is whip it out, ask me to suck it, and then goes to sleep when I'm done. And not only does my jaw hurt tremendously the whole time, he's well endowed. It hurts my feelings as well. I've tried talking to him about it, but he says he's never had this problem with anyone before, and I'm being dramatic. And I feel like it's my fault because every girl he's been with has loved pleasuring him. I have lost all of my sex drive with him as well, because I'm always the only one who's expected to please him. What can I do? When I ask him to show me some love and appreciation, he does it and says he appreciates me in other ways. And whenever I don't give him head, I feel really guilty about it and he gets mad. He thinks my lack of sex drive means he doesn't have to try because I don't want it anyways. So therefore, I should happily blow him as a favor because I love him. Jesus. Uh, I don't get it. Is there a way to magically enjoy dick sucking with nothing in return? How do other women enjoy it? And I was posted by Thunderputs. You are asking the wrong questions there at the end. Is there a way yes, to magically Jesus. enjoy sucking dick without nothing in return? Nope, there's not. How do other women enjoy it? They just do. Uh, the real question is, uh, how soon can you move out and fucking get out of here? Because, ba- oh, Jesus. I mean, okay, okay, okay. Therapy and really doing some deep digging and like figuring out what's up in the relationship and why y'all don't, why he doesn't want to have, why he doesn't care that you get any pleasure, like figure that shit out. Uh, but barring that I'm hearing, I'm hearing them. Their horns. They're there. I fucking hate this. I hate this guy. I'm, I'm hearing it too, man. It's the combination of this is just a shitty fucking way to treat your partner. You know, your sexual relationship is a two way street. You don't just get to, you know, fucking get yours whenever you want to and, and fuck, I mean, not fuck your partner, but tell your partner to fuck off when they want something that's weak. And then on top of that, instead of, you know, attempting to understand or explain where you're coming from to or any sort of conversation, well, no, other girls, you know, I've been with have been fine with this. Like, what what's wrong with you? He's flipping this around on you, right. which is, as we've talked before, is, is fucking manipulation and it's a garbage way to treat your partner. Yeah, fuck this dude. Not a fan. Um, uh, and you only, you only get sent to the couch when you do something wrong and, you know, staying up late to do work and then being like, sorry, I can't blow you. I'm too tired. You didn't do anything wrong. Don't, don't accept this. Like if he ever tells you to go to the couch again for this, be like, fuck you. You go to the couch. Can't sleep in the same bed as me because I won't blow you. Yeah, it, it, it definitely so. And it, it's also worrying that that was her question at the end is that like, okay, how do I accommodate him as opposed to like, how do I fucking deal with my, cause this is abuse. This is fucking emotional abuse. 
And the shittiest part of that is when people are in that situation, you know, you, you lose some of your self-worth and sense of what you deserve. And you're like, oh, okay, like this is fine and normal. How do I get my partner to like be less of an asshole rather yeah. than how do I get my partner not to be a fucking scumbag here? That That's, it's upsetting to fucking see that. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think on top of this, probably being at the end here, uh, because even with therapy, what the fuck is somebody's mentality that they, they think this is a fine way to treat their partner? Uh, but on top of that, I, I'd be worried about OP here, that you have dealt with this you know, emotional abuse and manipulation, and, and now your sense of self-worth has been lowered so much that you're just cool with finding a way to accept this. Like That, that seems like something you would need to work through personally as well, because you, you don't deserve to be treated like that. Absolutely. Uh, user Dustin Glitter says... Well, he sounds lovely. If I were you, I'd be out the door quicker than a whippet with a bum full of dynamite. And I love sucking dick. It's not about dick sucking. It's about the lack of respect, the lack of desire to make you feel desired and sexy, and any lack of reciprocation. Now, I don't think sex should be transactional, but I do think mutual pleasure and enjoyment is important. If he doesn't give a shit about your pleasure, stop giving a shit about his. You don't sound like you even like him, to be honest. I have to ask, why are you even with him? To which Thunderputz responds, I love my husbands, but somewhere down the road, we've become sexually incompatible, and I don't know how to turn it around. Uh, that's frustrating, man, because this is more than sexual incompatibility. Like, he is actively being fucking manipulative towards you. Absolutely. You know, this isn't just our sex drives are different. This is him being completely one-sided about this, and if you don't fucking bend to his every whim, and, you know, disregarding the fact that he's doing nothing for you here... That's that's not incompatibility. That that's fucking abusive bullshit. And ah uh, man, and, and that's the other aspect. Like fucking, I don't know. I don't know how qualified I am to talk about this. But you, you of course, you feel love in this situation. Like if people do in abusive situations, because I don't know what the fucking quote is. But like you, you accept the love you think you deserve or whatever. Like your mm. self worth has been lowered so much. That, like, you're, you think this is just fine, and I don't know, man, that, that's upsetting. You fucking yeah. hate to see that. Yeah. I think user Schnutzy Poo uh, breaks it wide open here. Says, uh, sexual incompatibility examples, having different sex drives. One partner being kinky while the other isn't. Being into different things in general. Abuse examples, being uncaring about the other's pleasure. Ignoring their emotional state. Guilt tripping and abusing about genuine inability to have sex. There you go. And shit, man, because you're married to you want to maintain that. I know that's a harder thing to get out of than just kind of dropping, you know, a, a person you've been dating. But like, can you even fucking go to therapy when your partner is abusing you? Like, cause the, there's not this isn't a disagreement. Like, I don't know if you can even fucking work through that because that says a lot about somebody's nature. If that's how they're fucking treating their wife. That's yeah. oh, man, that's fucked. Yep. I think I'm with you. Call in a fucking naval strike of air horns on this and uh, get, get some fucking support from your family and friends. Maybe let them know what's going on here and because uh, you need that outsider perspective too. And, and it's good you're asking the question here so that you're getting some of that. Yeah. Woof. Hate it. Uh, hate it indeed. Let's, let's fucking kick this dude in the teeth. I love it. Sound. I love it. All right. Me, me too. Woof. Let's bounce. Let's head somewhere else. Let's bounce indeed, and, and, and good luck, OP. Yeah. What does a girl not answering you back really mean? 
I'm a 20-year-old male, and I've been talking to this girl, 19 years old, for a couple weeks now, and we've been having good conversations, and it has never been dull. Recently, I sent her a text message, and it was not open for four hours, and then she didn't end up responding to me. I found this odd and began to question myself on what I did wrong. I still am. Should I send her another message? I don't want to come off as annoying annoying, or put pressure on her to make her feel bad for not answering. What else should I do? Or should I just wait? Let me know what you guys think. Thanks for any input in advance. TLDR, 20-year-old male talking to a 20-year-old female for a couple weeks. She stopped answering. Unsure what I should do? Posted by Barbells and Bicarb. Ah. Uh. Ah, uh, man, there's there's a few different ways to approach this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I need to say, first off, one of the fucking first comments, advice, uh, oh, bitter dick that says, just send her one follow-up saying, hey, just notice you didn't respond to my last message and wanted to make sure everything was okay. D- no, don't fucking do that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Somebody not responding to a message to you doesn't mean, you know, They've been fucking kidnapped or something. People right. just get busy and forget to respond sometimes. It's true. Don't fucking go about it all weird and formally like that. It's going to make you come off like a fucking creep. Good afternoon. I've noticed <laughs> that my previous correspondence has fallen upon deaf ears. Is there something <laughs> I've done incorrectly that hath offended thee? <laughs> I will send a courier to you to check up on your situation and health. <laughs> yes. Like, no, dude, here's what you fucking do. Give it a little bit of time. Uh, I don't know how long you said this would be, but just just give it some fucking time. There's there's kind of a nature to, like, running conversations on text or whatever where sometimes it falls off. Like, that's how conversations go. And, like, you can't just expect to be engaged constantly. And it's a fucking text message. People open it, forget the notification, and forget to respond sometimes. Could it mean she's not into you? Possibly. Uh, but fucking more likely she's just busy or something. So give it a little bit of time. And if she doesn't respond, don't come up with like, what's going on here. Just start another conversation. Fucking send her a meme or something. Ask her how her day is going. And at that point, if she's not responding and stuff, okay, maybe she's not into you and you can back off a little bit. Yeah. Just, just give it time and just try to restart the conversation. Don't, don't go jumping to, are you, are you in danger? (laughs) (laughs) And I feel, I feel I must remind uh, the listener and uh, uh, by barbells and bicarb that if she's not into you, not the end of the fucking world. No, no. And, and certainly following up with a bunch of fucking weird messages is not going to switch your perspective on that. No. So, but you, you know, you do, you do want your answer. And so just follow up another conversation. And if still nothing it balls in her court, she's either going to respond to you or she's not. Uh, but you got to back off a little bit if she's showing she's not interested. That's right. That's right. That's right. What is it from? Oh, uh, I want to say that's Homestar Runner. Oh, shit, it totally is. That's right. I haven't thought, of, I haven't thought about that show in so fucking long. I think that's Homestar that, Runner. It might be Weebles, though. That's right. Uh, one of those two. Both fucking antique internet. And uh, I don't know if anybody, if, if you follow Earth or anybody else, the Antiques Meme Roadshow on Facebook or uh, antique memes on Reddit. I- I've been getting really fucking into at seeing like just fucking old internet content from like 10 years ago. And you're oh, like, yeah. what the fuck was going on? Back? It's huge. Like it's, it's so different. <laughs> oh, 
You well, know what? I totally remember what that's from. That's um fucking uh, uh, Insanity Prawn Boy. That's right. From the one Weeble Stuff video where, like, Hitler has a moon base. That's right. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. A more <laughs> innocent time on the internet. Yeah. Hitler can have a moon base, and it's more of some absurdity rather than the fucking alt-right dog whistle that probably would beat the <laughs> For sure. For sure. Ugh. Good. Good. <laughs> Good times. I'm glad we've taken our trip through uh, through antique memes here. I'm and maybe that, dude, you fucking respond to this girl, just send, send her like an old fucking rage comic and see how she responds to that. <laughs> the video starts with, I am the Toast King. I live on the moon. We fucking... Uh, old internet, man. Jesus. Peak mid-2000s fucking internet. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Here's here's what you do. You make a rage comic. Remember okay. rage comics? Lay me text girl. Lay girl does not respond. Me fuck. That's comedy gold, dude. She's she's gonna be fucking knocking your door down, <laughs> trying to go to Pound Town if you send her a sick meme like that. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm fucking proud oh, yeah, for dude. pulling insanity, prawn boy. <laughs> That's a fucking big memory get. You really got to get into the fucking closet of the mind to to find that one. That one was deep. Yeah. Back behind fucking Badger Badger and like Stick Death. Tucked away somewhere back there. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, big tings. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's hop out of the fucking Antiques Meme Roadshow and uh, into this next one. What do you say? I love it. All right. Well, is it bad to tell my 20F, SO, 26M, every time I feel bad? I have a great urge to talk to him whenever I feel bad. This means feeling bad on a wide scale, as in from family issues to a random observation on the street that made me feel down. Sometimes, like now, family issues come up in a row, and I'm talking about it to my SO every time, anyway, and talking about it to my SO every time really helps me not panic. But then I don't want to make a punching bag of my S.O. Because I know he'll always be kind and loving. I wonder what the public opinions are. Okay. TLDR, is it bad to tell my boyfriend every time I feel bad, especially when there are many things I feel bad about? And that was posted by Tori Egg. Hmm. I'm of two minds. Uh, I, too, like to go to my S.O. for emotional support. Sometimes I feel like I need that a lot. Uh, so you got to balance it. Um, but I guess that's really of one mind. But um, <laughs> you got to, you got to, yeah, you got to fucking balance it. Uh, I like to do like a shit sandwich thing where you like, hey, how was your day? And then just wait for the bad thing to come up casually in conversation, get a little support, and then lighten it up at the end. Don't just hit him up and be like, my fucking family sucks ass. And that's all you talk about the whole time. Yeah, I, I feel that. It, it It's striking a balance there, you know, because your SO is there for you. And it's, you know, having that emotional support and back and forth is good. But there is definitely a risk of like, if this is all you're talking about, like that's, it's challenging for the other person. Right. And it's good for them to be up to that challenge. But if you are, if it's every single thing, and you're dropping on this all the time, like they can't be the main focus point for working through this. You need to be working on yourself and your reaction to this as well. And so your SO can help with that. 
And, you know, when things get really bad, it's, it's, you know, it's definitely good to go to them. Uh, but somebody's mentioning down here in the comments that you should, uh, it'd be good to seek out a therapist. And and I agree with that. Yeah. You know, especially if this is kind of indicative of maybe an actual, you know, being depressed or an anxiety disorder, that's something that a therapist is going to be more well-equipped to deal with. And you're not going to be draining your SO of energy, you know, just dropping this on them continuously. You got to get a little bit of self-sustainability here. Absolutely. Got to be able to look after yourself. Um, but it is one of the, I think, better features of having an SO is that you have somebody uh, available to uh, share your deep darks with. Um, so, yeah, balance it out. Get yourself a therapist. And uh, I hope you feel better. Uh, I, I hope so, too. And, you know, I, I think this will work out. And I just kind of let your SO know what's going on, especially if you decide to seek treatment there. Because mm-hmm. then you got some support from them. But also, like, oh, it shows you're kind of making proactive steps on this. And that's that's reassuring to your partner who might be worried about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's from something, too, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Tim and Eric's uh, production company. Oh, yeah, yeah, and the dude pops up at the end. I think yeah, it, I yeah, think, yeah. I want to say that's um, one of their dads. <laughs> I liked the, it. On the fucking, like, because if you look in the bottom left corner, it's like a VHS camcorder recording from, like, 1992. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing like a little fucking quip from a dad to spice things up. Absolutely. All right, so uh, you ready to talk about this stinky penis? I am beyond ready to talk about stinky penis. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I'm reading it right. Yes. Okay. My penis smells absolutely horrid when I masturbate, <laughs> which are words that I never thought that I would say with my mouth. Uh, what could be the reason? I thoroughly wash it with soap and water every day when I shower. I started to cut back on masturbating only once a week, but it still smelled like a rotting corpse. I'm a virgin, and this is seriously embarrassing for me because I can't imagine a girl backing out because of the smell. Do I have a fungal infection or something? And that was posted by Embarrassed Guy Zero Zero. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, well, first, stop fucking fapping with uh, raw meat scented lube. Have right. That help. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever dealt with a stinky dick situation. Right. Go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speak with a physician about your horrid smelling, uh, schwanz. Uh, the only thing I can really come up with, uh, is maybe homeboy is uncircumcised and doesn't roll that shit back when he washes. Yeah, that's, that's possible. You got some schmutz fucking hanging around in there. Yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta clean out the schmutz. Man, that, no, that's all I could think of too. Like you're washing it. Like I don't know that, that your dick doesn't typically emit scent as as far as I'm aware. Right. You gotta okay. I think you gotta do a little more exploration. You gotta get. Uh, you gotta examine some other parts of your pelvic area, and uh, and you know fucking give it a good rub, and then smell your finger. See where it's coming from. There you go. Get that finger sniff. Yeah, get it. maybe your maybe your fucking ass stinks and it and it's crossing right. over to there. Right. Yeah. I just short of some sort of horrible fucking infection, which I feel like you would notice. I can't think of any reason 
that your dick would just start stinking. No. Besides cross contamination from the the fucking uh, the chocolate starfish, but mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. the rusty sheriff's badge. Yeah, I don't know. You, if you eliminate all things out here, like this is definitely cause for concern. This is yeah. not fucking normal. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, and Arthur, it sounds like you're not familiar with the stinky dick either. No. Uh, so just fucking talk to your doctor and see what this is about. It, I don't know, man. It could it, it could be an infection of some kind. I'm not, I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah. But, uh, but fucking definitely find out. You can't, besides the fact that girls, you know, aren't going to want to mess with your, your corpse-smelling member... Uh, this is definitely not a good sign. No, it's not normal, and it's certainly not like, yeah. When you, when your dick starts smelling like fucking corpse, that's like the sign of a of a fucking healthy mind and body. That's that's not a thing. <laughs> nope, no one has ever said that before. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. it's only when he masturbates too. <laughs> yeah, weird. It's weird that he brought up masturbation. That that lends further credence, I think, to the. To the the circ schmutz, yeah, the, the uncirked schmutz, or maybe maybe he's got really stinky cum. It's you know yeah. that can be hard to wash away. Maybe that's sticking around and, and smelling like death. He's got that old. What's stink your diet jazz? like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I fucking maybe <laughs> stop eating, uh, you know, stop eating rancid fucking potatoes followed by curdled milk. I, mm-hmm. I imagine those would make your cum smell pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Go go to a doctor. Is the real advice here? And, <laughs> Get some uh, backup. I, I, yeah i i hope your I hope your penis stops smelling so bad. I also hope this. I, I think it's stinky cum though. In my in my medical opinion, I think it's got to be it. It's only when he masturbates. There's not like another excretion. You know, urine doesn't really smell. I don't know unless you drink a bunch of coffee or something. Yeah. it's got to be stinky cum. <laughs> Stinky it's... come. Oh, take I... me home <laughs> to the place you come from. Stinky <laughs> penis, <laughs> rotten foreskin. <laughs> take me home, stinky come. <laughs> oh, God, record the take that part of the episode and play it to your doctor. I'll know exactly what's going on. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll just he'll pull out a tube of cream. It's yeah. like, I know exactly what this is for. <laughs> Put that on you. Put that on you. Ah, oh, fuck. What is? What does he fucking call it? Put, Put that on your cock. Put, <laughs> Put the ointment on your cock. <laughs> Put the stinky cock ointment on your cock. <laughs> All right. I, I can't take the smell anymore. No, and, yeah. uh, and also, hey, never orgasm during sex and it's hurting my relationship. Woof. I had sex for the first time three years ago. I'm 22F. And I've had sex with multiple people since then. Uh, but I've never orgasmed during sex. I've been masturbating since I was 10 and can easily orgasm on my own. But I can count the times I've come close to having an orgasm with a partner on one hand. My boyfriend and I have been together for over a year. We had sex almost every day for the first couple of months while we were dating. But I think he was overly optimistic about being able to make me come and then got discouraged when it never happened, and now our sex life isn't great. I've used my vibrator and masturbated in front of him before, I think like three times, but it was honestly a traumatizing experience, and I didn't enjoy it at all. The most frustrating part is that I generally really enjoy sex, but when it comes to having an orgasm, I feel like it's an impossibility if it's in front of someone else. 
We've talked about it before, and he said that he wants me to feel comfortable being able to come during sex, but I have some intense fears surrounding it that I can't quite place. I'm worried that if I never manage to come during sex, it's going to cause problems in the long term. The most frustrating part is that he's been so gentle and kind throughout the whole thing and has never made me feel bad. He tells me I'm sexy all the time and that he loves having sex with me, but since I can't come during sex, I feel like our relationship isn't able to progress as well as it should be because I've never been able to be truly intimate with him. TLDR, I've never had an orgasm during sex with my partner, and he's never been able to get me off in general. He's told me before that it bothers him, and I'm worried it will become a serious problem in the future. And that was posted by Levy Water. As long as you guys are both enjoying consensual adult time, and you genuinely enjoy it, which I, I think she says that she genuinely enjoys sex with him, generally really enjoy sex, yeah. Uh, then there's there's no problem. You don't have to get a no. You don't have to. Um, and if and if that's something that you really need, then it's gonna take some getting comfortable on your part because it's uh, orgasms are like absurdly mental. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you're distracted by something or like like I can't come if it gets too hot in the room. <laughs> Interesting. Like, if I'm too overheated, I have a hard time. Uh, just, like, get distracted or something. Uh, have a hard time with it. So, you know, ultimately we're all responsible for our own O's, too. It's not something that can be given. It's something that you have, that's something that your body does. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe incorporating some more toys or, uh, you know, employing some different techniques or positions. That's all I really got for you. Yeah, I, I think a lot of this is coming down to there. there's some anxiety on her part that she's mentioning. And I think kind of in the short term, you guys got to have a bit of a talk about this. Because one thing that's going to make that worse is putting this pressure on it the entire yeah. time. That like, oh, God, like I need to do this. And you're not going to be able to come if you're fucking worried about coming the entire time. That, that's going to throw you completely off. I think you can address that by... One, explaining to your partner to kind of address his potential insecurity that like, hey, this has always been a thing for me. It's it's nothing to do with you. It's something I'm trying to work out. And I enjoy the sex that we have. Um, I don't I don't want you to feel, you know, like you're not enough or insecure. This is just something that happens with me. Right. And I think when you kind of establish that, get rid of the anxiety coming from his side, and you can kind of figure out and, and, and work on getting you to that that comfortable point. Uh, but but as you said, Arthur, like it might not happen, and if it doesn't, you know that that's okay too. You just gotta, you both gotta recognize that sex is more about. There's more to it than just making each other come. Uh, but I but I get that frustration too. Like I I get you feel like you're missing out on something here. I, I think I'd be I'd be frustrated if I had that too. Uh, and so I mean I don't I don't know your background. You describe masturbating in front of him as traumatizing, and, yeah, and so don't that, do that sounds like no. It, it sounds like there's you know quite a lot of anxiety here, and I think that'd be a good thing to talk to a therapist about, and maybe figure out where this is coming from. It, you know, maybe I don't know if you had abuse in your past. Maybe you just have some really severe anxiety, and with somebody watching you, it, it makes you kind of lock up and too too focused on that. So you you, you know you can't actually relax. Uh, so I think if, if this is really important to you, maybe take a swing at, at some therapy on that. And, uh, 
yeah, in the worst case scenario there, it still doesn't work out. At least maybe you get a better understanding of, of what's going on here. And I, I think that can ease your anxiety a bit too. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Good on the guy for not being a fucking shithead about this. Oh yeah. You know, it, it sounds like he's been good and supportive. Uh, but again, I can get where that frustration comes from. You're like, shit, like I'm fucking trying. Why? Like, is this something I'm doing wrong? Like, is she not attracted to me? I definitely just address that concern too, and make sure you're talking about this and, and not just leaving it as uh, as just kind of a fact of life. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Many of them. You know what else I'm into? What's that? Sixty nine, the magic number. <laughs> nice. The title here is "People Who Have Sixty Nine." Body of the message goes like this: Sex is fairly new for me and my boyfriend. We've been together for six months. And it has been great. We are always looking for new ways to please each other. This would be the first time for both of us trying out the overhyped, or is it, 69. What is the experience like? Any tips would be great. And that was posted by Pragya465. <laughs> uh, I don't know about overhyped. I think just it, some people are into this and some people aren't. Right. I'm one of those people who's really into this. I, mm-hmm, I think it's a great mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it it changes up things it, like it, it it's a very different thing than sex and it's intimate in like kind of a weird and intense way because you're both you're both just right up in each other's business at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. which I think is really which I think is really hot yeah and uh, but uh, so try it out I mean it, in terms of what to expect there's there's a lot of bodily smells involved and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a, some some moisture going on <laughs> the situation you get a good look at the starfish you, you do it's it, it's definitely it's definitely a messy one a little yeah. bit not in terms of shit shooting around all over the place but you know, you know what i mean you're really in there <laughs> yeah man you're gonna you're gonna see some shit um big fan gotta say big fan uh plant that shit on my face <laughs> please yeah uh I, 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 it's a good combination. It's two great things, and they're happening at the same time. Oh, it's fucking incredible. Uh, what? So what is the experience like? Marvelous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any tips? Uh, look up how to perform the cunnilingus. Figure out, you know, maybe look at some anatomical charts. Get up, get the lay of the land. That, that's definitely a thing, too, because it could definitely be a little more difficult to operate when you're in kind of in this position. Mm-hmm. So man, I don't know, make sure you figure out what you guys, what you guys both like, uh, kind of doing, doing oral normally and, and then jump into this, but fucking uh, try it though. You know, yeah. see, see if you're into it. Cause some people aren't and, right. and people are mentioning that in the comments too. I don't know. And I, I've had partners who've just been like, yeah, it's just not for me. And that's all right. But th- definitely take the swing on it. Is it overhyped? Maybe. I don't think so. Uh, for some people it is, but hey, there's only one way to find out and that's to, uh, to hop on that love button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Somebody says the full body contact is a huge plus. There's, you're just like, there's a whole lot of touching and it's excellent. No, that's, that's true too. And I appreciate that. Cause I don't know. Sometimes just receiving oral, like there, there is a literal distance between you. It's right. difficult to like, you know, put your hands on each other and I, I don't know. Not to say I dislike that. That's obviously a good time. But I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm kind of into this more. It's a more intimate experience, I think. Yeah, big fan. Big, 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 big fan. 
We are yeah. a Pro 69 podcast. We are. Nice. So head on down to Numbertown. And uh, I was going to say something like, like put your girlfriend's pussy on your crown, like your head or something. But sure. That's really terrible. I don't like that at all. That was a horrible rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I explained my thought process there. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You about, uh, you about ready to get the fuck out of here? I am. It's uh, It's been good times. It has. And I hope that y'all listeners had a good time. But before I say that, I usually say that our intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Nowhere. And you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. All right. And this would typically be the time that I'd tell you that our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. Uh, but the Hayfellows have a new single this week. It's called Open Your Eyes, Dear. Just came out on Spotify, basically every other streaming platform. And uh, we're going to play that as our outro music today. So I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, fucking check them out. Uh, it's the Hey Fellows. The Hey Fellows. Three words. Like I said, I had a good time. I hope y'all had a good time. And I can't wait to see you again next week. How funny would it be if that was the fucking... I haven't heard the new Hey Fellows song. How fucked up would it be if that was like the melody? That would be funny. <laughs> if you just predicted it. Yeah. No, there's only one way to find out. Just at a different place with a different